if the United States still exists, and then you said something and my phone went out, what did you say after that? Uh, if we still exist, and by the way, we're picking up the recording here. I uh, We did an intro uh, or an outro to uh, um, Revelation uh, through verse 10. So now we're beginning the great white throne judgment to those of you who are joining us on, on the recording. So, uh, so Lee, um, what was your question again? Oh, I, you said a little United ways States. back. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my synapses aren't firing as <laughs> quickly as they should today. Yeah. The United States, if we're still in existence, at the time of the end of the millennial rule of Christ, we will see this final battle. Hopefully, we won't be of those nations who are against Gog. We won't be what they call metaphorically Gog and Magog. Right. Okay. Uh, so hopefully, we won't be among the nations that are armied against Christ. There are a bunch that are, and the, these, uh, these are the nations of the world that have decided, even though they've lived through this thousand years of great prosperity and, and peace and, you know, tipping through the tulips and, right. and life's pretty cool and, and Jesus is in charge. They are, they are still given the, the, the uh, uh, free will when Satan is released from the bottomless pit for whatever time that is. He, they, he will deceive some of these nations and some of these people. Okay. And so at that time, they will gather against Jesus Christ uh, to, to try to battle him. Okay. Um, whether we're part of that or not, I don't know. Are we an observer or are we against Christ? Are we for Christ? Who knows? Uh, we really don't know. Um, so, but we see th in theory, we could be part of it. Geographically, we're going to be here. North America is going to be here. Now, what we're called at that point, I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, who can predict? Right. So does that, an does that answer your question? It does, Mike. Thank you. Okay. I wanted to yeah. hear it and I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Good. Very good question. Good question. All right. So great white throne uh, judgment. In the timeline of, resurre of resurrection, in the timeline of revelation, there is a first resurrection, and it's the first re resurrection during the revelation timeline. This is the resurrection of the believers who have died during the tribulation period. And this occurs at the end of the seven years of the tribulation and the beginning of the rule of Christ begins. At the end of those 1,000 years, uh, remember the first, uh, the first resurrection occurs in between the tribulation and the millennial rule of Christ. Remember the martyrs, those who have died are, are, are resurrected. Okay, now we're at the end of the thousand rule period, uh, thousand year period, and there's a second revelation and uh, a second resurrection in Revelation, and this is the resurrection of all dead unbelievers throughout 
all of human history. <clears throat> okay. End of the thousand year millennial rule. The dead of all time from creation on are resurrected at this point. And so we enter the time of the great white throne judgment. We are not part of this. We have been part of earlier judgments, remember, the believer's judgment, where we will be judged according uh, to how we responded uh, to Christ in terms of being stewards of the gifts and the resources that he had given us. Uh, you see many references, well, a couple of references anyway, in Jesus's parables. Uh, you see it in the parable of uh, of the man who was rejected at the wedding banquet. Remember that. You see it uh, in the parable of the ten handmaids or the ten virgins uh, who didn't, uh, five of them did not prepare uh, adequately for the return of Jesus Christ. And uh, this morning uh, I was preaching on uh, the, um, the talents, uh, the three servants who were given, one was given um, uh, about somewhere between 300 to 500 pounds of silver. Uh, and the next one was, that's five talents. The next one was given two talents and the third was, was given one talent. And uh, the purpose of this, the, the, the meaning of the parable was people who call upon the name of Jesus Christ are going to be given resources to manage and to use for Christ according to their abilities. It is not they get equal resources. They get resources based upon their giftings and their abilities. And so the, the upshot of that parable was that uh, the servant with the five talents doubled it. He had 10 talents and he got the good, good and faithful servant. I'm going to reward you with even more. Uh, the second one had two talents, and he invested it while the uh, master was gone. And when the master came back, he had doubled it. So he had four talents. And the master says, good and faithful servant, and you will receive more rewards. The third servant buried his, uh, the allotment that he received. And the point of all that was not their money. It wasn't their money. It was the master's money. It was Jesus's resources to, to flesh out the, uh, the metaphor there. And so the third person is cast out because the third person, while they said they were a follower of Christ, did absolutely nothing with the resources and the abilities and the giftings that God had given them, that Jesus had allotted to them. And so really, they weren't a follower of Christ. They were giving lip service to it. And those are the people that Jesus is going to say, I, I don't know you. I don't know you. And so at this point, people like that who have died, they are resurrected at this point after the millennial rule of Christ. So all unbelievers, and even those who faked uh, a relationship with Jesus Christ, they all get resurrected after the millennial rule. And at the end of this white throne judgment, all mankind will either uh, be judged to eternal glory or eternal condemnation. And because these are all uh, people who failed 
to call upon the name of the Lord and opposed him, we'll find out what their judgment is. All right, verse 11. <clears throat> and I saw a great white throne and the one sitting on it, and the earth and the sky fled from his presence, but they found no place to hide. Verse 12, I saw the dead, both great and small, standing before God's throne. Now, where is this occurring? This is kind of interesting. Is this happening on earth? No, because it said the earth and sky fled from his presence, but they found no place to hide. So if this judgment doesn't take place on earth or in the sky, does it happen in heaven? It can't. Here's why it can't. Look at verse 12. I saw the dead, both great and small, standing before God's throne. And we know that these are people who rejected Christ who, who are still sinners. Heaven cannot contain sin. Sin cannot be in heaven. And so these sinful people cannot be in heaven. It's impossible. So where is it? Um, where does that leave us in terms of a location? Well, we can only theorize. God doesn't tell us for some reason. However, Dr. John Walford, bless his heart, has a theory. And let me just offer this as a theory. And I underline it's a theory. So don't, don't take it as gospel truth. As, and, and he admits this is a theory. Here's what Dr. Walford says. It will not happen, the great white throne judgment. It will not happen in our present universe, either on earth or in the atmospheric, stellar, or divine heavens. No planet in our solar system will qualify. It could take place somewhere beyond our universe that has not been affected by angelic sin. Think about that one for a minute. Is there a place that God created that was not affected by the sin on the earth? He says, whether the assigned place actually exists today, now is hard to say. Interesting thought that this a judgment may occur way out in some universe we don't even know about, or maybe it's not even created yet. Maybe God creates this place for the white throne judgment. All we know is it's not on earth, it's not on heaven, and it's not in our, what we would call our universe or our solar system. So uh, it, it, it's an intriguing question as to where this actually uh, takes place. I think Walverd maybe has a, a good thought there, but we really don't know. One of those things that tugs at my synapses at two o'clock in the morning. All right. Now, who is the judge? Well, the judge is Jesus Christ. And we know that from numerous scriptures, Jesus is always the judge. When you hear about the judgments uh, in the New Testament, in, in the end times, it's always Jesus Christ that is the judge. Uh, Acts 1042, Acts 1042, Peter says, and he ordered us to preach everywhere and to testify that Jesus is the one appointed by God to be judge of all the living and the dead. 
So anytime we hear about a judgment, the judge in, uh, in eschatology and in, in end times in the New Testament, it's always Jesus Christ who is being referred to. Okay. Now, there's an interesting quote I'm going to read you. It's, it's not very long. It's by uh, Dr. Edwin Lutzer. And Dr. Lutzer served as the senior pastor of Moody Church in Chicago for 30 years from 1980 to 2018. Uh, you may not recognize his name, but he's, uh, he's recognized as uh, a very uh, learned and, and extremely good pastor. I mean, Moody Bible Institute isn't going to have any schmuck right at, the, at the helm of Moody Bible Church. Anyway, here's what, uh, what he writes. And this is in really tiny print that my contacts can't even capture. So I'm going to get some aids here. Here we go. All right. Dr. Uh, Lutzer writes this. The multitude is diverse in its religions. Right? These are people that are gathered for the white throne judgment. The multitude is diverse in its religions. We see Buddhists, Muslims, Hindus, Protestants, and Catholics. We see those who believed in one God and those who believed in many gods. We see those who refused to believe in any God at all. We see those who believed in meditation as a means of salvation and those who believed that doing good deeds was the path to eternal life. We see the moral and the immoral the priest as well as the minister, the nun as well as the missionary. So his, his point here is that regardless of who you say you are, this is the final determination of whether you were a follower of Christ or not. Um, you know, we read of, of pastors. Who was the guy, Lori, that... that uh, wrote the dating books that recently recanted his faith in Christ. Anybody remember that, Joshua? Anybody remember it? Okay. I don't feel so bad then. Anyway, the guy that, that His first wrote... name was Josh. Josh, yes. I can't, I can't remember, remember his last name. Yeah. But he, uh, I mean, he wrote these books based on biblical principles and later, most Which recently, books, last year or two, uh, it's, oh, it was called um, Kiss, Date, Dating, Goodbye. Kissing, Dating, Goodbye. Is that it, Ann? Is that what yes. you said? Yes. Yes. He, he wrote these books on his viewpoint of Christian dating. Okay. And that <laughs> it should, yeah, it should be more of a process of courting. Uh -huh. um, which brings me to the thought that un until I had a daughter, I thought arranged marriages were dumb. Um, <laughs> <I've> <laughs> I, I sense, I sense have changed my viewpoint. Anyway, uh, so, so the point I is, I would go that for arranged marriage. If you it would depends okay. on who arranged it. I know yeah, depending they would on who arranged better it. than I would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the point is that there are people, and there are some 
other pastors and priests and and people who have who have claimed to be followers of Christ that have recanted. And the question, and we're not going to explore that today because that's another six Sundays, but you know, whether or not you can lose your salvation, my theory and all of that is they really weren't saved in the first place, that uh, they lived under a deception. But anyway, be that as it may, there will be people at the great white throne judgment uh, who had claimed to be followers of Christ, but wound up to be not, to be in opposition to him, to be non-believers. Uh, and, and that's the point of, of uh, Dr. Lutcher's quote there. All right. Let's go on uh, to verse 12. I saw the dead, both great and small, standing before the throne, and the books were opened, including the book of life, and the dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. The sea gave up its dead, and death and the grave gave up their dead, and all, all were judged according to their deeds." Then death and the grave were thrown into the lake of fire. This lake of fire is the second death. And anyone whose name was not found recorded in the book of life was thrown into the, into the lake of fire. Now, notice there are several books. Well, there's in, in the way John phrases this, there's more than one book. He said the books, plural, were opened. Now he names the book of life, and that's where our names are recorded. But what are what are the other books? Don't know. Uh, Dr. David Jeremiah, though, has some thoughts on this, and let me just share them with you. Again, the, these are uh, suppositions, not provable, but I, I think he maybe has some good points here. Dr. David, David Jeremiah says the other books could be the book of law, the book of Moses, those who thought that salvation came only through adherence to the book of law. And that would include the Pharisees and the Sadducees and, and the, uh, um, those who opposed Paul, the Judaizers. Secondly, the book of works, those who thought if I can just be good enough on earth, if I can just do good things, um, don't have to believe in Christ, don't have to believe in God, but if I'm a good person, I'll, uh, I'll go to heaven. Nope. Book of Secrets, and he bases this on Luke 8, 17. Nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. And then finally, Romans 2.16, God will judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ. And so for these people who may claim that their good works got them into heaven, not Jesus Christ, Jesus is going to reveal all the secret stuff. Uh, that, that's that's going to be a horrible time, I think, for a lot of people. The book of words, perhaps. He yeah, those secret on... things sound scary to me. <laughs> yeah, amen. Now, That's why remember, I try not to keep secrets. <laughs> there you go. 
And uh, you're well, sending it, money to all of us. It's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And remember, we will not be convicted yeah. by any of our sins. Our I sins know. are forgiven. Yeah. And so our our judgment uh, is going to be rewards or losses of rewards. And this is, you know, so we don't we don't stand under the great white throne judgment. <laughs> So the book of words, this is interesting. Uh, Dr. Jeremiah goes back to Matthew 12, 36 to 37. And this is scary too. For every, <laughs> for every idle word Gosh. men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. Wow. Hmm. That's a and mouthful. Then, uh, yeah, it is. That's scary. That's a good pun. That was a good pun, Lee. Yeah. That was a good one. All right. Did you mean it that way or was that just a... Yes, I did. I did, okay. Mike, and I thought you catch it. <laughs> Thank you. That was a good one. It was cool. One for Lee. Okay. One for Lee. So, all right. So is this... All these are individual? Because there's going to be millions, maybe billions of people that yes and so this could take a long time <laughs> maybe well maybe I, or is it all that, like a panic it's like okay you're all gone you know i don't know uh, i mean yeah my sense wow. uh, whatever <laughs> sense i have <laughs> is <laughs> is that this happens quickly okay huh. Uh, in God's timing, uh -huh. I but think I think entering... it'll happen individually. If it'll I happen individually. If I was them, I would much rather be convicted in a group, in a crowd in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. than individually. Uh, so I believe no, it'll this... be done individually. It it will be in, done individually. Yeah, I think it'll be done in the context of God's dimension of time. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. uh, I think the thousand years happen in the literal thousand years. There's no timing given to this. There's no yeah. time period put to it. So I suspect it's going to happen in God's time. But as Anne says very correctly, I think it will be individual. It will be individual. You can't hide. You, this, this, you know, you're, you're, you're being judged by Jesus himself. And then maybe, uh, Dr. Jeremiah says, maybe there's a book of conscience, Romans 2, 16, God will judge the secrets of men oh. by Jesus Christ. And then the book of life, the book of life, uh, Dr. Henry Morris. Uh, I don't know if you recognize his name, but he is, uh, considered to be the father of modern, the modern creation science movement. A uh, highly respected Christian apologist. And let me read a paragraph from him very quickly. And this is, uh, this is again, out of a book that I, I gave you on the bibliography we had. I don't know if it's backwards or if you see it frontwards here. The Book of Signs yeah. by Dr. David Jeremiah. Excellent, uh, excellent book. Anyway, so on, on um, page uh, 387, sadly in fine print, and now I can't see where my glasses went. Okay. You need my glasses, honey. 
This is not good. Uh, well, uh -oh. here's, here's a I'll pair come. over here. Let me, now I got it. I, I think <laughs> these are an old. Okay, I can get real close with these. I can read it. Here we go. <laughs> Henry Moore. <laughs> and my eyesight's going to be healed in heaven, too. Amen. <laughs> oh, good. Here we go. One can speculate that beside each person's name as entered in the book at time of conception will be recorded the time of his age of accountability, the date of his conversion to Christ as his Savior, and evidence demonstrating the genuineness, genuineness of that conversion. Mm -hmm. All right, so what he's saying, at the time that we are conceived, and because God knows us before the womb, maybe it's even before then, there's a book of life. Our name is entered into it. And he's saying, you know, there, there may be a, an entry there, a space there for the age of accountability when we know, uh, when we're conscious of our decision to follow Christ. And then there's a space there perhaps for the evidence demonstrating the genuineness of that conversion. In other words, did we walk our talk? Did we practice what we preach? Are we the first two servants in the parable of the talents, or are we the third servant who is not really a follower of Christ, although they, they purported to be? He goes on. However, if there are no entries for the last two items by the time that person dies, in other words, if there's no entry for the date of conversion to Christ and no date for evidence uh, demonstrating genuineness of that conversion, if there are no entries for either of those two by the time that person dies, the entire entry will be blotted out. And an awful blank will be left in the book at the place where his name would have been. Exhibiting this blank spot in the book will be the final and conclusive evidence that the person being judged must be consigned to the lake of fire. That's, that's a tough thing for us to consider. And I don't think God takes this lightly either. Uh, he sacrificed his son so that that wouldn't be the case. But for those who reject him, I don't think God takes any joy in uh, the judgment that follows for that. Uh, I don't know if God cries, but I would think maybe he would. Certainly we know Jesus did. Uh, at the time that, that so much of humanity is permanently removed from, from God's presence. Okay, uh, let's go back to verse 14. Then death and the grave were thrown into the lake of fire. This lake of fire is the second death. And anyone whose name was not found recorded in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. So when we hear Pastor about Ma the... Yes. I want to mention in verse 13. Um, okay. Uh, the seas gave up the dead that were in it and death and Hades gave up the dead that were in them. And each person was judged. So the people already... We already know they're going to be thrown in the lake of fire, right? Well, but God promises a judgment. 
Well, I know, but uh, even at that, will their judgment be worse? Well, some people have I got more you. fire than others. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. And, and that is a whole interesting thing that we won't have time to take up today. Okay. Um, as there are rewards and losses of rewards during the judgment of believers, most commentators agree that there will be variations of punishment in the lake of fire. Mm. That is interesting. It's an interesting thought. And again, I don't, we won't have time to plumb yeah. that today, yeah. but if you, we, we may take a short look at it next week um, because it's, it's an interesting thought. It is more yeah. of an interpretation of scripture than a direct. Yeah. Statement. But even at that, but, just those words there tell me that there must be going to be, I mean, if, if they're going to be judged, I mean, everybody's going to the lake of fire, but the judgment thing tells me. Um, their gradations. Yeah. There are yeah. different variations. Like there will be. Otherwise the judgment is you're all going to the lake of fire. Yes. And that is a very perceptive yeah. thought. Anne. well, I read on and I, it's, I've been sitting <laughs> on that, those few words for about 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so you and Lee get the gold stars for questions today. Oh, you, all right. You, you both come up with great, great questions today. Uh, so yes. And, um, and, and I, we'll explore that a little bit uh, oh, next week because yeah. it's a, it's a, intriguing uh thought and and you very perceptively caught that in in the scripture here i think All i right, like so, intriguing things yes <laughs> you do so, when we hear the term second death and you'll you see that throughout especially the new testament you'll see that referred to yeah. from time to time the second death always refers to this, the mm. final judgment, the, 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 uh -huh. the lake of fire. Yes. Okay. Um, uh -huh. Now, I'm going to read here, and, and Anne just wrote, wrote, Anne read from another translation, and I'm going to read here from the English Standard Version. Anne, what, what translation were you reading? From? NIV. NIV, okay. The uh, English Standard Version has a similar take on this. I want you to listen very carefully. And the sea gave up the dead who were in it. Death and Hades gave up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one of them, according to what they had done. Yeah. Then, here we go. Death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. So in addition to people, what's getting thrown into the lake of fire? Death. And? Hades. Yes. And death and hell, Hades. right? Hell itself hell. is oh. being thrown into the lake of fire. So technically, when the 
the guys at the Rose Parade with the <laughs> very loud bullhorns tell people they're going to hell. He's not quite right. Uh, yeah. What he's saying is well, they're going to the lake of fire. Hell is going to be thrown into the lake of fire. But you can go to hell first, right? Yes. So technically they are right. Except the final determination is the, the lake final of fire determination because, is the lake of fire. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. So death, separation well, from God, sin. They probably have not studied revelations. <laughs> I don't think I think well, they have a script. But anyway, well, you, know I, you had a comment. Yeah. I think that the bottom line is is technically it is both hell and the lake of fire then but your first stop would be hell right yeah but hell gives up it was a long night guys hell hell gives up hell, hell, hell gives up yeah right it's dead right yeah so there is no more use for it in eternity. I am guessing, so I am thinking that the lake of fire is worse than Hades. Yeah, that's what yes, I'm wondering, Anne. I just wondered that. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, well, and, there would be no purpose. See, and, and part of the problem is our idea of hell is from Dante. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> Isn't it? Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and so, right. you know, Dante was a great storyteller, but uh, not <laughs> necessarily historically correct eschatologically. Um, I, I think uh, C.S. Lewis oftentimes gets closer to things than than dante did but pastor anyway. mike yes that's the uh, new american standard version in uh, verse 13 that second part i'm not going to read the whole thing and they were judged every one of them according to their deeds mm -hmm. i just think that's um <laughs> I don't know. So, like if you're a murderer people that are unbelievers have horrific deeds mm -hmm. and some their only uh, I'll say sin is they don't believe there's a God. I'm not saying right. that's minor, but they are not out killing people. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I, new, new, new King James says, according to his works, yeah, okay, yeah. Yes. Oh, really? Right. Oh. Does that yeah. mean good or bad? Well. Yes. I mean. I would think so. What did you ask, Ann? I mean, what did you ask, Lee? If it meant uh, both good and bad. Works. Yes. Because there are some really good moral individuals that are not believers, but right. they are very good well moral. they'll go to the lake of fire but it may not be as hot as some other place <laughs> that, <it>? yeah <laughs> see yeah. Uh, and, and i think and this comes back to your excellent observation earlier um 
somehow I can't see, you know, boy. <laughs> Maybe they have me, a lot of asbestos there. To, yeah. <laughs> to me, God being who God is, will not treat Charles Manson in the same way that he would treat a good guy, good God, good guy that just never believed there was a God. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Uh, now, am I saying that that guy will be in eternity with, with Christ? No. But what I'm saying is the reason for this final judgment and, and, I, I, I'm here along with Anne's theory is that there's a judgment happening that each one is going to be judged according to their deeds or their works. And just like the believer's judgment, uh, there will be variations in the kind of punishment. I don't think the devil is going to get the same punish. Let me turn it back around. I don't think the good guy who is an atheist We'll get the same punishment as Satan. Yeah. No. I, I think, yeah. you know, what I'm saying there. So, yes, because um, it says God is a just God. And right. in our small human minds, there, that isn't just, you know? Well, and, and the ISIS beheaders um, would be like the Charles Manson people. Right. Right. Yeah. So, this is very. Very, very interesting. <laughs> it, it, it's intriguing, you know. It's it's, it's, uh, it's heavy. It's very. It's heavy. I, will, I am not going to go out and repeat this. No, because I can't explain it. <laughs> well, the the problem is if you try to explain this to people without the context. Yeah. yeah of Revelation yeah. one through nineteen. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's yeah, not, it'll be, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be deers in the headlights, or uh, they're they're going to reject you and yeah. not be friends. Well, when you, I you when know. I talked to Pat and she asked me what I learned today, this won't be one of the things. This won't be one of them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me uh, let me wind up here very quickly. So, what do we know from Scripture? Not conjecture, but from Scripture about who is being sent to the lake of fire. Well, we jump ahead to Revelation 21.8. But cowards, unbelievers, the corrupt murderers, the immoral, those who practice witchcraft, idol worshipers, and all liars, their fate is in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. All right, so there's liars, a list. Huh? Liars. 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 Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Now it doesn't mean people that have lied. We, you know, we've all. (laughs) Yeah. But But somebody that lies every day. (laughs) That, well, someone who's a deceiver, you know, who, who is known as a deceiver. Um, All right. So I'm going to end there for today. Right. Right at three o'clock. Well, it's a good thing because I got questions. (laughs) Okay, good. All right. Uh, Next week, I'm going to begin with, uh, one, a review of what's a review of of the names of Sheol, Hades, Hell, Lake of Fire, Paradise, and the bosom of Abraham. 
we're going to go through that just very quickly just to make sure we've got our terms okay. um, all set. And, uh, and then we're going to uh, look at this issue of levels of judgment all right. at the white throne judgment. Okay, so we're going to unpack that a little bit more next week. Uh, we have finished. You're talking. You're no, talking unbelievers. Mike, do you have a good ball game? <laughs> do I what? Have a good ball game to watch? I hope so. Today? Yeah. Nope. No. Oh, that was no. yesterday. <laughs> that was yesterday. USC was yesterday. <laughs> oh, good. Everybody needs a ball game break. <laughs> yeah, that that uh, that that was uh, yesterday, and uh, it, it was. He had carnally. to take a break after it. Um, <laughs> it was, he called it was, me and told it, me <laughs> it was carnally. <laughs> A joyous <laughs> moment mm-hmm. for Pastor Mike, and I'm Good. I'm not uh, I'm not afraid of oh. saying it was thirty four to thirty. Right. Which was anyway. a miracle because I watched the game too. <laughs> it was a miracle. USC played horribly. It was bad. And how they pulled that out. Anyway, I'm getting way off my mark here. But anyway, so all right. So next week we'll be we'll be addressing uh the names of, of hell and Sheol and such. And then uh we're also going to talk about the potential levels of judgment at the great white throne of judgment. And then is we'll begin John on here? chapter twenty one. Excuse yes, me, Mike. John I is here. Is John on on? Is Come John on. on? I'm listening. Good. I'm listening. Okay. Uh, Now, Ann, did you say you had some questions? No, no. I'm reserving that. You're going to reserve that. Yeah, because it was about it's about verse eight in twenty-one. So I'll save it to later. Okay. Yeah. 